Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Wow, do we have a day on our hands today. Welcome to the only show of its kind. Are you staying warm and cozy? I hope so. If there's anything we can do to make your life a little more cozy, let us know at 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. As every day for 40 years, I've said here to help you solve problems, answer questions, and take complaints and this, af- this hour brought to you by RealCBDThatWorks.com. Uh, RealCBDThatWorks.com. Don't forget, Tom, and the promo code, and you get 30% off. RealCBDThatWorks.com. Now, they come in all different forms, but it's pure CBD. I've heard so many people touting CBD. I just want to tell you something. The purest I've seen is Panacea Life Sciences in Golden, and the most concentrated panacea life sciences in golden, and that's realcbdthatworks.com. Tom and the promo code, 30% off. Aaron wants to talk about a quit claim deed, and uh, Rob's on. Uh, let's talk to Aaron first. Aaron, um, what what do you need to know about a quit claim deed? Well, we talked Friday, Tom. We had a person on about a driveway on my property, and the gentleman whose house it goes to is about ready to sell the house it's been there for since 2002 so 18 years and he wanted to find out if when he moves if that uh, assessment is still qualifies as leaving the driveway open but the driveway is actually supposed to be on a road that is literally 15 feet to the north of it and was used as an old farmer's road, but now is a public road. Okay, so uh, one thing at a time, Aaron. Sure. You're, you're saying that your neighbor is using part of your land for his driveway. Yes, sir. And that land, his driveway is supposed to be somewhere else. Uh, it's supposed to be on 128th is the road, yes, but it is. How do you know? How do you know? Uh, because all of us have the same amount of acreage and it, it's no, I want to know. How do you know? I want to know just one thing at a time. How do you know where his driveway is supposed to be? Well, because I know the landmarkers on my property. Were I'm not. No, I'm, I'm see. I'm not asking if okay. it's on your property. I know it's not supposed to be on your property, but how do you know where it is supposed to be? Uh, that I don't know, I guess. Okay, you don't, and th- and that's good because because I because we got too many battles. If you're trying to tell someone where to put their driveway, I mean, uh, the bottom line is this: if there is a driveway, your neighbor's been using a driveway on your land for how long? Uh, since the house was built, and his house was built in 2002. Okay, 
So it's 18 years. Right. That triggers adverse possession. But does your neighbor purport to own that? Does your Did your neighbor exercise his rights? Did, does your neighbor claim it to be his? Not that I know of, no. Now, here's what I want to know from Bradley O'Brien. He is a real estate attorney, O'Brien Legal Services. And again, people, if you're ever going to close on real estate or at least loan documents or leases, commercial leases, have a real estate attorney look it over. You know how many times we pay thousands of dollars to real estate people for commissions and never even flip a few hundred bucks to an attorney? It's amazing. But Brad, I digress. Let me bring you up here. Brad O'Brien, real estate attorney. Thank you, sir, for being here. Now, Aaron, um, this is interesting because, Brad, if somebody used that driveway on his property for 18 years is it automatically does it automatically belong to the neighbor oh no you have to go to court to have that confirmed in the neighbor's name but one question i have is did you ever get Aaron, did you ever get permission to the neighbor to use your driveway because that interrupts the 18 no. years no they were they were living there before i bought the house with the property okay so okay they- now aaron next question that guy's going to sell it, right? Yes. When he goes to sell it, two things could happen. If someone has a survey done, they're going to notice the driveway is on your property and they're going to come to you and ask you for an easement or, or they're going to go to the seller and say to the seller, wait a minute, this driveway is not right. In which case the seller can do two things. If he's smart and really knows the law, he's going to say, hold on a second. Let me go get this driveway in my name because I've been using it for 18 years. And then when I sell my property, it'll go into your name. Or he could say, oh, doggone it, you're right. My driveway is supposed to be here and I'm going to move it. Now, I don't know, Brad, is that right? If, 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 if If the buyer finds out it's not on his the seller's property the seller could get hip to the fact that he can own it uh, gotcha. yes um any buyer is right? going to realize they have a problem on their hands and, have, and they have to go to court so a lot of times these have more of a practical response you know, answer than a legal answer um usually these get worked out because because a, a court case in the in, in quiet title is like nine to 12 months and a lot of money. So this is a good time to uh, do an easement agreement um, that would bless things and also waive any adverse possession claims. See, so what you say, what he's saying is, listen carefully, Aaron, you say to the seller, look, your driveway has been on my property for years. You're not going to be able to sell for at least a year if you want to fight over it. And if you want to do an adverse possession, it's going to take you a long time. So instead of doing that, let's write up a realist, let's write up an easement agreement that will go along with the sale of your property and then have a real estate attorney um, do a little easement agreement once you get that surveyed. But really, you have to address it or or you can go to the neighbor now and say, look, I, I need to give you an easement agreement or you're going to have a problem selling your property. If the neighbor says, oh, no, I'm not, I've been using that for 18 years and I own it, then you can kindly remind him it will take a while for that to be official. So 
Aaron, does your first question, does your neighbor know the driveway is on your property? Yes, he does. He's aware of that. Okay. And what does he think about it? Uh, I don't think that he have had any issue with it. And did uh, he's not the one that threatened. This is not from last year where he threatened to put a wall up. Is he, did he? No, 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 that was a different guy. Never mind. We had a different issue. Never mind. Okay. That's fine. So here's the bottom line. Then you may want to go to him and say, look, I noticed your house. Is it for sale? By the way, his house. It is. Yes. Say, I noticed your house is for sale. And you may have some issues when it comes to your driveway because it's technically on my property. So why don't we write up an easement agreement or why don't I give you a letter of permission to use this? But here's what I want to ask you, Aaron. Does it bother you with that driveway being where it is? Does it take away from your property value? Uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Could, but the, the more history on it, Tom, is that he has the driveway and used multiple semis to dump uh, asphalt millings down the thing and, and put the asphalt millings on his driveway. But the trash that was in the millings was left uh, even more on the, onto my property. So there's, you know, trash and garbage that I have to pick up and can't keep the the are you willing to let uh, here's what i'm asking are you willing to let that guy use that property for his driveway as long uh, my question would be uh, yes if eventually uh it's it's maintained underneath my property down so that it doesn't depreciate the value of not having that much land i don't know what you're saying so it takes it, it's like a quarter mile long so instead of having you know 40 acres i have 36 acres because of this driveway yeah and it's if not i relinquish matter. that to him and allow him to use that does that take away from my property rights not, property not, necess- not necessarily not necessarily not unless that land would be developed someday i mean not necessarily you can do an easement that's reviewed see this is where a real estate attorney comes in if you have a quarter mile swath of land on your property and you don't formalize it in some kind of agreement where you are giving permission, this guy could take an extra nine months and go own it. There's probably no question he could own it, Aaron. There's probably no question at all. He's been using it and maintaining it. So, but don't tell him that. Go and say, look. question comes, does that reset if he sells the house to somebody new? Does that eight? That's a good question. That's a good question. Hey, Brad, could the new owner now use it for a year? and say, um, well, the previous guy had it long enough, so I'm going to do an adverse possession, or does it reset when he when the other guy takes it over? No, you can get to the 18 years uh, through successive owners. It's called tacking. So one owner can do nine years, the, other, the next owner can do nine years, and that's 18. That counts. Okay, so your answer is, Brad, uh, I mean, excuse me, Aaron, that the new owner could tack on to that 18 already there or that 20 or whatever and say, guess what? We own your property, Aaron. So I would suggest you, 
I would suggest you try to get a, a, an easement agreement in writing first to control it. That's what wouldn't I recommend. Least, wouldn't he at least get his property taxes back? He's been paying on this thing for 18 years. If the guy did Brad, take it. Brad, if the guy did take it, could um, Aaron claim he's due a rebate in property taxes? Um, normally, no. But the um, if 18 years vested after uh, July 1 of 2008, then the court has discretion to give damages in the amount of the fair market value. So there would normally be some money coming towards the, the, the person who lost title. To the okay. Road. So, Aaron, here's what you need to do. Get an easement agreement. Talk to Brad O'Brien. O'Brien Legal Services. Now, it's OLS. That stands for O'Brien Legal Services. OLSlaw.com. 720-370-7388. More coming up. Find a home. Get a deal. Yes, even in this market. But you need Frank Duran, the real estate man.com. Remax Alliance. If you haven't compared prices on homeowners insurance in a while, it's time you did. You might not have the coverage you need, and you're most likely paying too much. Call Compass Insurance and save now. 303-771-HELP. Hi, Tom Martino here. 303-713-TALK. 303-713-8255. So people listen. With adverse possession... You have to have continuous use for 18 years. But it must be notorious, known, continuous, and hostile, meaning no permission given. So you basically were taking it against their will and kept it for 18 years. Then you do a a quiet title action and get it transferred to you. But that's all you have to have is continuous use, nothing else, without permission. Bill, you have a question about that or have a comment. Go ahead. Hey, okay. Hey, first I want to say thanks because I called up about a week ago. The window I had trouble getting fixed. Okay. And you got and it fixed? They got, it got taken care of pretty quick after I called you. <clears throat> hey, I'm but- really happy to hear that. Yeah. I think it was the anyway, champion we took care of. You no, know, with the reverse possession, I, I know I called you, but this happened about 10 or 15 years ago. And when it was going through, I, I called up the city, and the city told me they won't let someone take over the property because they don't want little pieces of property here and there split up. Well, they, you know, I don't care what they say. They can't stop it. I mean, you know, that might be what they say, but they can't stop it. Well, whatever. I I got a survey done and that took care of that. Well, that's fine. But I mean, the bottom line is if someone took over a piece of property, whether the city likes it or not, they're going to go and they're going to get ownership. Well, anyway, well, they didn't get mine because they, they put the survey pin right about two feet into their driveway, and they cut the driveway out. You know, there there was no fight. Nobody was happy about it. (laughs) Okay. So the point is, is what, is that you thought it was now outlawed from Denver? I was just, what's that? You thought it was now outlawed? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, I was just telling you what to say. This was Lakewood. I was just telling you what what they told me. They said they don't like it? 
No, they said they won't permit it. Yeah, well, they don't have anything to say about it, so, okay. Um, the state's the one that does that, yes. You think they're talk- uh, thank you, oh, Bill. You think they're talking about non-contiguous properties? That's probably what they don't want, a parcel here, a parcel well, there. It doesn't, you know, actually, it really doesn't matter. I mean, they, what they want, uh, you know, they don't have a law. I mean, it doesn't matter what they want. I mean, to say I'm not going to allow it is ridiculous. What do you mean I'm not going to allow it? It's the law. Then change the law. You don't, you don't decide which laws you're going to allow and which laws you're not. Anyway, the bottom line is it, it, it is a law. Anthony, go ahead. What's happening with you, Anthony? You, are, you say your, land, what? your landlord is shutting off your water? He's talking to you, Anthony. Yes. Anthony. Hi, how are you, Tom? Good. What's going on with you, man? Man, uh, I'll start off with I'm a, I'm a plumber. I'm a service technician. And I was working for this company here local in Aurora called Friend Plumbing. Friend? Yes. Okay. I got let go when the COVID stuff went down. And Uh I just so happened to be written from them as well. Well, uh, hard times right now, as you know. Yes. Um, uh, I've been working, paying the rent about five months now, aside from them. And trying to work through this COVID mess. And you never, you never missed any um, rent. No, no. Okay. And uh, then my truck took a uh, took a shit on me, man. So. Okay, hold on one second. Hold on one second, Anthony. Hold on, hold on. Um, ants. Yeah, I got him. Okay. Um. So Anthony, you can't say that. You can't say words that you wouldn't say to your priest or your mother okay just we can't use that word but anyway your truck uh took a dump what happened then i uh i tried to make a repair it was unrepaired okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Terrible. I got another vehicle and cut into the rent money. I, I informed the landlords of the situation. And told All right. So, where do we stand? Month. Where do we stand right now? Right now, where do we stand? I'm about two months behind on rent. Oh, okay, Be- because because of the truck, you have to fix. Yes. So what is the right. landlord saying to you right now? Because they lifted the moratorium on evictions, I believe. So what is your landlord saying to you right now? Is he saying you got to get out? Yes, he's saying I got to get out. But the thing that but he thing he can't turn off he can't he can't turn it off your utilities or lock you out. He's got to go through an eviction. They did indeed turn my hot water heater off. How'd they do that? Yep. Uh, through access to the bottom of the it's a it's a it's a duplex. So the water heater is actually downstairs. Okay. In the lower okay. Unit. What else did he do? Tell him they had your vehicle cut away. He's they trying to get you out of there, business. Anthony. He's trying to get you out of there, right? Absolutely, but to to take it even further, you know what a middle median is of the interstate, correct? Yes. About three foot tall, ten foot long piece of concrete. He put yes. one in front of my vehicle and pinned me up against the fence. 
Right. Oh, he can't do this stuff. Something's wrong. Well, yeah, Anthony, I, he can, even if you're not paying rent, he he can't do that stuff to you. He's got to be able to he's got to evict you legally. He had both of my vehicles towed for the property illegally. All right. So he had your vehicles towed? Where are they right now? He sounds like he's in a train station. Well, he's near a train. I'm sorry. There's a train right next to me. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Anthony, where are your vehicles now? Right now they're at M&M Towing. And they're racking up bills every day, right? Did they have expired tags? Did they have expired tags? I had just made purchase of these vehicles. I don't even have the titles in my name. And in order to get my vehicles out of, po- out of tow, I have to have titles rewritten and shipped with my name on them. And that takes 60 days at least, is what the DMV told me here local. This guy should not have towed them. What excuse will he give for towing them? Will he say they didn't have uh, tags on there? What will he say? Well, what he told the tow company was that he didn't know who they belonged to and they wanted them off of his property. Did they what have temp tags, me? though? I don't know. I've had no communication with them since those things went down. Did you have temp tags on there? No, I had legitimate tags on my Jeep, and then I had... Uh, no tag. I had a temp tag on my truck, but it blew off on the way here from Ohio. So there was nothing okay. on the, there was nothing on one vehicle. The other vehicle had legitimate tags. End date. And then, okay, man, this is a mess, Anthony. Man, this I've had is to go a out m- by another vehicle. Yeah, but okay. And how much? Was, how much did you finance? Did you finance those vehicles that were towed? No, fortunately, I was able to pay for them outright. Okay, here's the problem, man. The problem is he probably had a right to tow the vehicles, but not because he wanted to get rid of you. It's just if you didn't go through any procedure. I don't know what the normal procedure is for parking there. If it's your property, he's never bothered you before. This guy is just playing hardball. Now, who we is should, this uh, guy that – who is Tom, this guy? let's get on Ruderboris or Ruderberries, whatever his name is, tenant-landlord attorney. What? I think we should get them on. Oh, I don't think oh. these guys could do this. Okay, let's see. Let's wait, Anthony. Hold on. We'll come back to you. We need to figure out what to do. The landlord's just being a jerk. Okay, let's face it. The landlord has basically taken his vehicles and uh, turned off his hot water. And even though he's not supposed do to it. do that. I know, but even though he's not supposed to be able to do it, what's going to happen is how does he, you know, even waiting to go to court's going to be a while. It's going to be a big, big, big problem. He's going to have to take in the small claims court and then wait it out. Meanwhile, the towing company is racking up bills every single day against him. You know that one insurance company that brags about saving up to 15%? Well, how about saving even more than that? Compass Insurance. They represent dozens of different companies and will save you money. 303-771-HELP. You know that saying, you get what you pay for? Not true. You actually get way more with Frank Duran, the real estate man.com when he lists your home. Frank Duran, Remax Alliance. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. 
303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. All right. We have a situation here we have to handle. Anthony, there is still a moratorium on evictions, right, Mark? Isn't there a moratorium? Absolutely, till at least at least the uh, 20th of November. Now, listen, Anthony, you have to do things according to what I say, and then we are going to help you. But you, you should not have had your other truck with the plates on it. You should not have had that towed. The one with no identification on it. Well, you had one vehicle with plates and one without. The one without, we can't help you unless you can show that he knew it was yours and towed it just to be, just to uh, penalize you. Now, you have damages, and I would sue him in small claims court because this guy is taking advantage of you, plus no hot water. And I would call the health department right now and tell him that he turned off your hot water because he can't evict you. Okay. Tom, I remember I remember Brandon Siglian years ago telling us if a landlord did do this because I brought it up in an argument one time. Well, if I can't evict him, why can't I just kill his gas, his water, electricity? And there is major, major fines this guy could be looking at. And this guy might actually get a part of them, but I don't recall. Now, our one of our tenant landlord attorneys is not on is not answering his phone right now, so we can't go to him. But Anthony, Deputy Doc knows a lot about this situation. He's been following it. We're going to let you talk to him, and he's going to contact your landlord and tell your landlord that basically he's he's got to play ball right now or he's in big trouble. So hold on and uh, get this information for Deputy Doc. 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. I want to bring up Aaron Israels really quickly. He's an attorney, and then we'll go back to him. But... Aaron is with IsraelsNewman.com. It's a law firm, Israels and Newman, PLC. Now, Israels and Newman, I'll be giving that number out. So it's Israel with an S and Newman, N-E-U-M-A-N. They do a different kind of practice. It's the kind of, you know, I've said this before, Aaron, and I mean this sincerely, okay? Listen, this is the kind of law where a lot of people get ripped off and don't get help. They don't. And, and it's a shame. But here's what I said one time. If you had your life savings within a guy that represented himself to be an investment counselor, and all of a sudden he stops returning your phone calls and you don't get your statements, and you have no idea where to go, there are people like that who never get help, and their money just goes away. I mean, it just... And there's got to be someone to hold these people accountable. But I swear to you, Aaron, if you call the FBI and said, hey, I had $100,000 or $70,000 or $200,000 or three, it doesn't matter, and I had it invested with this guy and he just took it and I never heard from him again, you'd be surprised. The FBI won't take a report. Local police won't take a report. No one will actually do anything for you. And that's where your law firm comes in. What do you do? For people and explain the type of law you practice. Sure, Tom. I think on the most basic level, what I do is I help people who have lost money making bad investments or due to bad financial advice recover their investment losses. Or just plain cheaters, right? Don't you help? Like, wouldn't you help with a Madoff situation as well? Absolutely, Tom. We do a lot of work with theft, fraud, um, 
Ponzi schemes and other things like that. And what we do is we try to find other people or entities involved in these transactions that can be held liable for the investment losses as well. Tell me something, Aaron. Why is it that law enforcement shies away from this until an attorney, once an attorney gathers information, you can make a call and get them interested. But why is it when consumers call, they kind of ignore it? Well, Tom, I think one of the first things that you generally hear is that um, it sounds like a civil matter, because a lot of times when you go and make a report like that to a law enforcement agency and say that you made an investment, they don't necessarily look at that as a uh, as a crime. They look at it as a dispute between two people, and they tend to shy away from it because of that. Also, I think there just aren't a lot of guys out there that get a lot of training in this stuff, um, you know. Uh, Generally, you know, law enforcement departments and things like that, they've only got a, a guy or two who looks into financial crimes. And um, right. it's just not always a – I think they're understaffed for this type of work, even though you know, there's a lot of it out there. Okay. Uh, what do you want, Deputy Doc? Hey, um, does FINRA or the SEC take any of these cases seriously? So if you report it to those one or two agencies, does that help? I, I think that it can help, but um, I can tell you right now, what you're going to get from FINRA and the SEC in general are they're going to focus on people who have had a financial license of some sort. And generally, their first step is to take proceedings to take the license away. Sometimes you see the SEC moving forward on an actual civil action where they're suing and sometimes then the SEC will take it a step further and turn it into and bring those proceedings in conjunction with a criminal investigation, too. Uh, FINRA itself, though, FINRA really only focuses on um, taking away licenses. So if, if in fact, we um, are in trouble and need your help, how do we know? Give me some examples of clients that come to you. Okay. Um, so we can start on a, a basic level, Tom, and some of the first people that call us are people that maybe just got sold a bad financial product. Maybe they, they bought something, um, you know, where they had to put down $50,000 to buy into a private investment, and it was legitimate, but all of a sudden they didn't quite realize, hey, once I buy this product, I can't get my money out, or this product could easily fail, and then all of my money's gone. Um, if, if they have a particular problem with an investment that all of a sudden stopped paying, that's sometimes a reason to give us a call. You know, on the opposite end, really going as far as you did, Tom, we see cases where people have been getting fake statements and things like that from people who are purportedly acting as their financial advisor. And all of a sudden, those person, all those statements just stop. The money stops. Um, you know, these, these distributions and dividends they were getting just aren't coming anymore. And nobody seems to be around to answer any questions anymore. Okay. Now, you hang on. If anyone has any questions at all about investment, investment fraud, financial advisors, financial advisor mistakes, uh, problems, give us a call. He'll be standing by. Plus, I have some other questions for him. And I'll take your call, Scott, on the Chevy Duramax, Rob, on the pod storage, what you call a scam, and more coming up. Looking to buy a home? Get the best team on your side. Frank Duran, the real estate man.com with Remax Alliance. 303 920 1622. 
insurance agents that aren't held captive by one company. That's what Compass Insurance is all about. They find the right company for you at the best price. Call for a free quote now, 303-771-HELP. Hi, I'm Tom Martino. Frank Duran, the real estate man.com is the guy I recommend for buying or selling real estate. Frank Duran will do a free market analysis of your home free of charge. Whether you're looking to list it or not, it doesn't matter. He truly loves getting market analysis around town and having knowledge for what he does. And that's a benefit to you. Frank Duran, the real estate man.com 303-920-1622. Now let's talk to uh, Rob about pods. Pod storage, that's where they drop off those pods. You fill them up and you do the labor and then they pick them up and transport them. That's what I think. Is that right, Rob? It, that would be correct. Good morning, Tom. What's How the, are you? Hi, man. What's the problem with it? Well, I contracted with pods um, September 21, uh, moving from North Glen up to Longmont. A fairly short distance, like 22 miles. When you go under contract with them, they want to know where you're going to be going with these. And I didn't have the exact address at the time because we were still negotiating on the property. So I just gave them the Longmont zip code. Well, long story short, short, that property ended up falling through. It, It it failed its its property inspection miserably, and we walked away from it. We ended up closing on a property, or we will be closing on a property that is exactly three miles away from the other property. It is in Mead. So we have a Longmont address was was originally contracted with pods. I know. Yep. Now, I now we're going to Mead. Got it. Three miles as the crow flies. This is a different zip code, however. Okay. Okay. I get it. So hold on. Is the is the pods thing already loaded? Yes. Yes, they both are. And and it's sitting. It's sitting out. Sitting outside your house, right? How much more money do they want? Well, let's get to this here. So I called them up Friday. No, no, Rob, I don't care about Rob. I don't care about phone calls. I don't care about anything. I care about the problem. What is it? They're charging you more. How much more? I called them to set the delivery date to the meet address. Okay. Unless that's the problem in time. That is the problem. What is it? They tell me, they tell me at that point in time, that due to the different zip code, this is now a long-distance move. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, wait a minute. You, this is a three-mile difference. Well, it's generated by zip code. So the big problem is they wanted an additional $500 per pod. So that's an extra wow. $1,000. Wow. And then. So they don't go by distance, Rob. What do they actually go by? Do they go by weight and distance or do they go by zip code only? I don't have a good answer for you on that. I'm not. uh, Well, what is there? Hold on. What is What does the contract say? I hold on a second, because before you talk, we're out of time. I'm going to come back to you. Let's just get a copy of your contract. Everything's in the contract. It should. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Be spelled out. So hang on and we'll read it. Daphne, let's get a copy of the contract, and then we'll see. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's 500 feet. If the contract says it goes by zip code, let's find out. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. This hour brought to you by Genesis Total Exteriors, Genesis for everything on the outside of your home and actually for inside as well. We, we He can do uh, basements and kitchens and baths, counters, cabinets, he can do pop tops, and, of course, he can do roofing, siding, gutters, painting, decks, and more. GenesisTotalExteriors.com. That's Mark Shemansky. Let's go to the phones. And we have Aaron Israels with us from Israels & Newman. It's a firm that handles investment fraud. Investment fraud, meaning if you think you've been taken advantage of by an investment counselor, investment advisor, financial planner, financial advisor, someone messing with your money, taking your money, or a bad investment. Maybe you were lied to. Now, Aaron, just because I lose money doesn't mean I have a case. Isn't that right? I mean, I, I don't want to confuse people. They're just pissed off because they lost money. So what's the difference between losing money and having a case? So there, there's a few different things to think about here, Tom. I think the main thing is, was the loss that you experienced avoidable? Um, should there have been uh, some red flags on somebody else's part who's supposed to watch over the investing process that um, missed those red flags and caused you to make the investment irrespective of them? Or was somebody truly taken advantage of, not apprised of the risks, sold an investment that was way out of the range of what they should have been invested in? Or were somebody's money flat out stolen or invested in a risky manner that they just weren't prepared for. Those are some of the ah, Okay. And uh, what are some of the, give me an example of something you've worked on and, and the success of it or what you're, you know, what you've done. Sure, Tom, I'll, I'll give you some kind of general examples that we get. Um, a lot of the people that would call us, um, they are people who step in and um, they are taking over management of their parents' assets as their parents have gotten older, and they started looking into things. They started looking into what their current financial advisor is doing. They look at the things they're invested in, and they start asking questions about where the money went because the numbers in their mind just aren't adding up. Um, so what we've seen on numerous occasions is we'll have um, a, a, an, adult, um, an adult who's taking over their parents' finances because their parents are in their, you know, for example – late 80s or 90s even, and they'll look at the financial portfolio and see that they've been sold a bunch of illiquid products. By illiquid, it means products that you can't sell. Okay. A lot of these things are 
real estate investments, oil and gas investments, and things like that. And the kids are wondering, why are my parents who are in their 90s in these investments that they can't get out of anymore? Does this make sense? Okay, what about this? Can you give me an example of something that you've done that you fought and won? Um, you know, you know, Tom, most of the time we're, we're, we're pretty strongly covered by confidentiality agreements. Oh, okay. But, on, okay. But like an, an example, an example, maybe not, uh, you know, cause I know what you mean when a wrongdoer is caught or if they settle with you, you may have a confidentiality, uh, confidentiality, but give me an example of something that you may have covered and been successful with. Well, we've seen, um, we see a lot of instances where people are, selling high commission products, um, these illiquid products, um, real estate, oil and gas, things like that. The reason we generally think that they're selling them is because the front end commission is so good, but then the back end results for the investor become very, very bad. They oftentimes result in severe losses. When that happens, we can sometimes, not always, um, go back and look at the investment profile, look at who the person was, who the investor was, and take action against the brokerage firm who sold them the investments. Um, we've also seen lots of instances over the years where, you know, somebody's broker or financial advisor thinks that they've got a, uh, some great idea that they can't lose on. Maybe their buddy comes to them and says, I've got these great real estate investments. Maybe we can get your clients to buy these. And a broker who's registered with a brokerage firm will go and, um, start selling these things to his clients, but not notify his brokerage firm. When that happens, the people who are investing could also have um, a way to recover the money they've lost in that, because it generally leads to a loss, um, against the firm for not supervising what these guys are doing. Now, do you do a contingency? Yes, Tom. Um, We take, um, I would say, 99% of the work that we do at my law firm is on a contingency fee basis. Okay. All right. So the the bottom line is if you need help with any of this or have any questions on investments you've been involved in, give us a call. And when Aaron's not here, you can call him directly. 720-599-3505. What were you going to say, Doc? No, it's not commission. It's contingency. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me oh. turn your mic on. Okay, so go ahead. Is there a minimum amount up at which you? It's not. It's not. Uh, in other words, in other words, yeah. Aaron, what a minimum amount? Like if a that client comes recover. to you and he lost ten grand, can you help him? Or, or is there a minimum amount That's you look for? Tom, I usually look at these around the thirty thousand dollar mark, but I would still say you know it's still worth calling because sometimes we get in situations where we may have already talked to other investors. We can right. Put somebody in on a group claim, and then exactly. all of a sudden, you know, taking a ten thousand dollar case, it it could work for us. But yeah, to make it, you know, really practical and stand on its own, we're generally looking at losses in the thirty thousand dollar range. Okay, or maybe grouped together, but no matter what, they can call. And again, that's Israel's and Newman. And um, if you have any questions, give us a call. We'll let them hang out for a little while longer. Um, um, and Jim. You say you yeah. had an issue, and I think we left off with you on Friday. Your lawyer's not paying you back money. Talk about that. Okay, I uh, heard him on the radio. He advertises himself as a Christian lawyer, did a, a real estate job right by my house, went to his office, put $1,000 down, 
And never but wait, 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 Jim. He was advertising himself as a Christian lawyer, and what was he selling? What did you put money down for? Uh, I guess legal services for a problem I'm oh. dealing with real estate. Oh, you're talking now. I remember what you're talking about. You're talking about the uh, retainer, a thousand bucks, right? I guess. And wasn't it? Didn't you mention it was Randy Corcoran? Yeah. And then what happened? What was he dealing? What was he handling for you? He said nothing. He said the guy kept 500 bucks for literally nothing. I understand, but what was the issue? What was the issue he hired him for? I was trying to figure out what to do with this internet, with this easement, which has since changed hands. The property's changed hands, and now I can redesign the whole thing and not use anybody. Okay. So you don't need an attorney anymore, right? No. Yeah. Okay, good. But you put $1,000 down, you asked him what he was doing, and then he ended up sending you $500 back. Right. And you you said, hold on, and you – I get it. I get it. And then you said – listen, man, hold on. I remember now. You said, why are you keeping – you asked – why are you keeping right. 500 bucks? And he said, right. because of the phone call we had. And you said, wait a minute. The damn phone call is to find out what you're doing for me. Right. And I even offered to let him have $200 donations to his company there. Just send me back eight. That wasn't enough. And I would just like to ask you, if you don't call him and ask him about this, I mean, I think I can do a Way more than three hundred dollars worth of damage, which I don't want to do. Yeah, but hold on, we're not looking for back. damage. We're looking for no. reason. I mean, Mark, exactly. did you try ask? Did you try calling Randy? No, I need his info. I need the attorney's info. Listen, I I know Randy Corcoran only on because he, I know him pretty well, and and he he doesn't he doesn't sound to me like a cheat. I mean, the guy just uh, let's just find right. out. I, didn't I mean, think so either. But have you ever done business with him? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. So here uh, we go. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Technically, I have. He advertised with me one time. Do you mean okay. that? Well, no, I yeah. mean like as a legal business. No, no, I've never hired him as an attorney. But right. here's the deal. Here's so the deal. There's a lot of people out there that are nice and everything, you know, but when you really do business. Did with you have a fee agreement? Really did you have a fee agreement with him? I did, Tom, and he can chop that into chop suey for me and say anything he wants to. I'm saying this. Does he want an internet post? Does he want a judicial complaint? Does he want radio Jim, TV calls from me? How about Jim, send me. Through? How about I Jim, send me his number in your full name, and I'll call him right on break coming up. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Hold on, Daphne, get that information for for I Jim. I sent it to Mark. I will. Okay, because really, you know, listen, you you have a right to ask what you've done. Let let me just talk to Aaron Israels real quick. He does investment uh, fraud and all of that. Aaron, as uh, you do a fee agreement with clients, right? And let's just say um, in the day when attorneys do take a retainer, you you don't take a retainer. You work on contingency. But let's just say real quick, if an attorney takes a retainer and then returns all but a little bit to you or a bun or five hundred, do you have a right to know how he used that five hundred? Yes, I think that you do, Tom. I think you're, you're, if you're taking a retainer, really, I believe in Colorado, the rule is 100% of the time a fee agreement is required for all lawyers, and that's our yes. practice as well. But then you take a retainer, you have to put it in your trust account, and then from there, any withdrawals that you keep for yourself have to be outlined in writing, generally in the form of an invoice to your clients. Okay, how- all right. 
then he should have an invoice as to what it was for and exactly what he's charging. Well, we're going to have Mark call him and see what's going on right after this. Did you know if you've had a new roof put on in the last couple years, you could be missing massive discounts on your homeowner's insurance? Call Compass Insurance now at 303-771-HELP. Frank Duran, the real estate man.com with Remax Alliance. The name says it all. 303-920-1622. Hi, Tom Martino. Your troubleshooter. 303-713-TALK. 303-713-8255. Welcome to the only show of its kind. And, uh, Let's talk. Jim had an issue with an attorney. We're working on that. Now, Deputy Doc, do you have any follow-ups? You... I, left, I left a message. Okay. Uh, he left a message. He's working on something. And whatever you need help with, that's what this show does. We help people. At 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. This one email is asking about SaferNet. Why is it 44 days free? Okay. Let me explain that. SaferNet.com is a filter. Now you go there to find out about their service, safernet.com, and that's where you sign up for it. You download an app and you put the app on either your laptop, your computer, your cell phone, what, whatever you want protected. And it costs about $2 a month per item to protect. It's a complete filter that will not allow any bad stuff on your device, period. And it won't allow your device to communicate your personal stuff outward. Everything is encrypted. But Someone wanted to know why 44 days. It's easy. They normally give 14 days, two weeks. But if you put Tom in the promo code, they have allowed me to give my listeners an extra 30 days. So if you take 30 plus the 14 they normally do, it's 44 days. So that's why the 44 days at safernet.com. All right. Now, Aaron represents investors. And I thought this was so important to have him on because... Really, I've had this happen before a long time ago. I'm just going to give you an example. Some guy was doing a real estate deal with me and he disappeared. And he just took my money. And I was pissed off because I called the FBI and they said they did. Honest to God, they didn't care. I called the SEC and they didn't care because this guy wasn't licensed. He was just some hooligan. And then I said, okay, who do I call? I called the police. The police didn't care. And I thought, thank God I do what I do for a living. You know, I'll go after this son of a bitch. I'll find him. But Aaron, that's the thing, man. You know, and you and I go way back, by the way. And you know I used to do a lot of investing. And this one guy years and years ago, this might have been 20 years ago or more, he just he just took my money and thought he could get away with it. It was a promissory note scheme, and it was never secured like it was supposed to be. What? Where do you start with something like that? That is looking into the individual that took your money, Tom. Who are they? Where are they from? Where do they live? What financial licenses they have? Who they're affiliated with? But at least you do something. And sometimes I think, Aaron, and you've had this happen, you start you start tightening the legal vice a bit and, and turning the screws. Have you ever had them just say, okay, we'll settle? Oh, yeah, sure, Tom. It happens often. Um, it, it depends on who they are. Um, it depends on if there's still money left. It depends on if, you know, they're the kind of person who 
maybe have some other things to protect in their life. We do see some really bad guys who just don't care, but there's also a lot of good people out there, or, or maybe it's not always the right word, but a lot of people there who think it'd probably be better for me to try to resolve this than run from my problems. Okay. And it's rarely, there's a difference between fraud and a bad deal. So I'm going to be asking Aaron the danger signs coming up, the red flags for people to look out for. All right, Paul, what's going on, Paul? Are you telling me you're down nine grand on this? Yeah, that's right, Tom. In, uh, who are you? Who, who, who are they and what were they doing for you? Their the company name is Millennium Windows and Siding. And I had the owner come out, Greg Davis, to estimate a job for me. So he estimated a certain amount and asked for uh, 50% down. So I wrote him a check for nine grand. And about two weeks later, Tom, he tragically died and all oh. of a sudden all of a sudden I try to call and find out about the company well the company shut down everything everybody that I've talked to won't answer their phones I uh, finally got a hold well there's about six people involved my part is 9,000 but with the six other people that I've rounded out rounded up that have been involved in this the total is over a hundred thousand dollars and I got a hold of... But hold on a second. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Paul, we, we can't say Greg planned this to take money and die. So no, what no. do you think happened? Well, no, no, seriously. Where's the money then? If this place took all this money, where is the money? Now, according to the Contractors Trust Act, and Aaron, you know about this. Uh, Aaron, bring up Aaron. The Contractors Trust Act, that money is supposed to be put in trust for a particular job, right, Aaron? Yes, it is. Uh, the funds are always impressed with trust, as I think what the case laws say, for the particular so, homeowner. So if he died, though, Aaron, if he died, shouldn't the company have a responsibility, the entity? Uh, yes, I think so. If it was his company, absolutely, I think there's a claim to be made against the company. So let me ask you this, Paul. Paul, sure. what's the name of the company, the actual uh, entity? Is it Millennium Windows and Siding LLC or Incorporated or what? LLC. Now, who's in charge there? Do you know? Well, um, according to the obituary, there was an obituary put out on him, and he was co-owner of the company. So between the six people that are involved, we got a hold of his widow his widow said that uh, the guy, the co-owner of the company, a day after this man passed away, went in and took and completely wiped out the account of the company. What's the guy's name that took Adrian out the money? San Adrian Sanchez. And he has since opened up a company called United Windows and Siding. And so what we think is he took the money to open up his own business. And he is completely, uh, the widow of the guy said 
that he's the co-owner. Well, we got a hold of, uh, we called up United, who is, you know, has has got some advertisements out there, and she said that no, he is not a co-owner, but he has he has hired a lawyer and has not taken anybody's questions or phone calls or anything. Uh oh. So, so she says that he, she says that he's the co-owner. The person that's helping him, helping United Windows and Siding, uh, she claims that he is not the co-owner, but that Adrian Sanchez has hired a lawyer for this, thinking that all these people are going to come after him. So the widow says she is not the co-owner of the company. No, I understand that. Somebody is. Yep, yep. Somebody is. So when I, you know, what I got to do. Well, maybe somebody is. I'm. A, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm only assuming somebody is. But I'm looking here because I want to look up at the Colorado uh, Secretary of State. And Colorado. Supposedly, yeah, supposedly some. Supposedly, somebody got a hold of the Secretary of State, who in turn got a hold of the CBI. An agent named Tracy Dowd was assigned to the case, but you called Tracy Dowd up. No, no, the Secretary of State doesn't do anything like this. Um, you're talking about the Attorney General. I'm talking, listen, what I'm talking about is doing a search, a business database search to find out who's, the, who's behind him. That's what I'm looking to. It's very easy to do. Search business database. I'm doing this right now. It's actually called Millennium. Yes. Millennium. When, give me Windows. the exact name. Windows Millennium, and Doors? Millennium Windows and Siding, LLC. Okay, now, is it end as an ampersand? Um, boy, that I couldn't tell you. And I, it's LLC, okay? Let's just look. Let me search this. No results found. You found where, Where'd you find it, Dano? Hold on, what did you search? Hold on, bring that over to me. Let me see it. Okay, who does it say... It says here, who's who is the form? Now it's in good standing, but wait a minute. We have to look over here at the uh, papers. They have papers that are. Hold on, I'll look during the break. Um, it it look, looks like and, they're gone, man. But Mark, did you look at? We have to look at the Secretary of State, though. Hold on. Frank Duran, TheRealEstateMan.com, with Remax Alliance. No long-term contract when listing your home because he's confident you'll be happy with his results. You got teenagers ready to get their driver's license? Young drivers can cost you a fortune on your auto policy. The guys at Compass might be able to save you thousands compared to your current company. Call Compass now, 303-771-HELP. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. I went online for this. I think I am viewing the right thing here. It says true. Uh, it's yes, the one causing it to be filing, the registered agent. It's 730 17th Street, which is, see, that's the registered agent. It says the registered agent address and the registered agent has changed. And it says, uh, such and a registered agent name has changed, and um, and if an entity, then they put another entity down as the registered agent. But the person filing this is an attorney at law that you need to call. 
His name is Nathan Lawrence, and he's the one on 730 17th Street, or at least he was when this document was filed. And this document was filed 2018 in June. Did you ever hear the name, um, Paul? Have you ever heard the name uh, Nathan Lawrence? Never, Tom. Well, you got to call him, okay? He's on 17th Street, or he was, Nathan Lawrence. He's an attorney at law. And he was named, he filed this registered agent information. Now, we got to look up, did anyone look up Block 45 LLC? Did anyone look that up? Because that'll give us a good prospect as well. And that um, that supposedly is the um, LLC for this uh, place. So, um, guys, look for that, okay? The Secretary of State, yes, it'll be there. And then we ought to see who that is. That is that is listed as a registered agent, whatever that means. I did not realize, I don't know if you did, Mark, I did not realize that an entity could be a registered agent for another entity. Oh, yeah, big time. It's Block 45, no space, Block 45, then LLC. Block 45, LLC. I've got some information saying one of the owners is a, or was, a Megan Hasselhorst, H-A-S-E-L. Where'd you H-O-R-S-T. get that, Mark? Where'd you get that? Uh, it's secret, secret, secret. Now, I found Block. The registered agent is in good standing. And, oh, well, it was, uh, let's see. Block 45 and the history of documents is, he, oh, wait, isn't that the same guy? Isn't that uh, his, isn't that... What we're looking at, he has the same 730, the registered agent. So that must be that attorney. It's at it's on his address, 730 17th Street, that Nathan Lawrence. Yeah, his his email, or I'm sorry, his website is block45legal.com, downtown Denver. Okay, so he is the registered agent. And what we need to do now is figure this out. He formed block 45. Uh, let's see. And his name, well, it's Clement Hayes uh, uh, filed that, whatever the hell. This is, a, this is a maze. But one thing I know, they can't just keep your money. I think we ought to call um, Blake Harris and find out what happens when someone dies like that and what we can do. Now, Mark, did you say Randy Corcoran is available? Um, I thought he was on. Yeah, he's on line eight. Okay, Randy, thank you so much for being here. And uh, Randy, uh, the guy that called, oh, Jim, says that he gave you a $1,000 retainer on a real estate deal and then a real estate issue. And then he said you weren't doing anything, so he called to talk to you and you gave him a refund of 500 and kept 500 This is what he says. I'm just telling you what he says. And then he said he asked what the 500 was for, and you said it was for a phone call. And he said, but the phone call was because I didn't know what you were doing, and I wanted to get an update. And in that phone call, you decided to give me a refund. So in other words, he's saying you're charging him 500 for a phone call where you decided to give him a refund. <laughs> I, I don't understand it, but anyway, that's what he's saying. So can you weigh in on this, Randy? And by the way, I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, my pleasure, Tom. It's, uh, it's good to be on with you again. I, yeah. uh, this case goes back over a year. Uh, it was an easement issue. Uh, I had yeah. two office conferences with uh, the gentleman who called. I, um, 
uh, reviewed a bunch of documents that he can't that he brought in uh, contracts communications with a neighbor um, you know pictures layouts of the property and all of that yeah. um, and we taught you know we discussed options regarding lawsuits and uh, how you can make sure somebody doesn't involuntarily take your property or pieces okay. of your property because you stay okay. asleep on the issue for too long. So what and, were you doing um, with so you did some research and then what? Well, yeah, several phone calls, uh, uh, many of which we don't charge for. You know, we never charge if somebody's checking on a status or uh, or asking for money back or something like that. We list them, but we always list them as a zero charge. But um, the last I heard from him was earlier in June of this year, where he said that he had new neighbors and that he was going to draft up some letters to lock down the agreement about access to this property um, and not losing it, you know, through a hostile um, claim of yeah. adverse uh, so, possession. Yeah, yeah, adverse possession. And then um, I didn't hear from him again until just recently, where we ran his final bill. Um, out of his thousand dollars, we had charged him, or we refunded him four hundred ninety-eight dollars and ninety cents. That included a five percent discount on everything we did charge him for, which we do for anyone who pays in full from their trust account or pays their invoice within a, a prompt period. And, of time. and you have, Randy, you have an accounting of each um, hour you spent on this, or each, or however much time you spent on this case. Yes, sir. Absolutely, uh, day by day, and. And uh, we, we do very detailed billing. I have for 22 years, so you can go back and pull it up and see it all. And okay. it's interesting, Tom, um, when he, I was told by your producer, your co-host there, that he claimed that there was no paperwork or anything. He actually came into no. our office on Friday. He said nothing was on. He never mentioned two conferences with you either. Now, listen, I don't want to get into an argument here on the air with him, with, with you. But, Jim, I do need to ask you, Jim, you never did mention that you went into his office twice. Jim? I, I did. I went in once to pay him 1000 and once to pick up my paperwork. I did go twice. But I understand. But hold on. So you did drop off paperwork. You must have talked to him about the case. Yeah, I assume you get a half-hour introduction with a lawyer like is standard practice in Colorado, and this is not. There's that no much standard, paperwork. Jim. It, it, Jim, it, it, hold on. I, uh, Jim, just so you know, I just don't want you. I don't want you putting inaccurate information out to my okay. listeners. Right. I'm not saying. Right. Listen, I'm not saying it's not a good idea to do an initial consultation, but there is no standard practice of 30 minutes free. Okay, there is none. I'm not saying that that he can't do it if he wants, but there is no standard practice. But bottom. Line is he did say he researched the paperwork, Jim. Let me ask you: If you put down a thousand dollar, what is the standard practice, if you will, with lawyers? When would they call you back after you do that? At what time? What time would they? Would you expect? I don't know, actually. Let's see. Well, I'll tell you on my real estate deals. If I gave someone paperwork to review, I would probably get a call back in. What's uh, yeah, a thousand bucks in paperwork and said, could you review these documents? Maybe a week or two. Yeah. Well, I waited like about a year. So, you know, Oh, Jim, you're I, telling I, I me after you nice. dropped off, hold on, Jim, seriously, you dropped off the documents and you did not hear from him in a year. That is correct. 
All right, hold on. I, I do have to ask about that. Hold on. Did you know the guys at Compass do an insurance checkup for me every year? They check my homeowners, my automotive, and find me the best coverage at the absolute best price. Call Compass now. 303-771-HELP. One name is above all when buying or selling your home. Frank Duran, the real estate man.com with Remax Alliance. 303-920-1622. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. All right, now, I'm trying to get a hold of uh, my Ohio State planning, but let's, because um, Blake Harris would have a comment on what to do after someone dies, but I will tell you this, that corporation, man, they can't just take your money and run. Neither can a principal or somewhere. That money went somewhere, and I would start by finding out where the check cleared or something like that. But we will mark this as a follow-up. And the very first thing we're going to do is contact this registered agent, Deputy Dan. You can contact that registered agent. And then also, let's see, um, Aaron, what do you think? Uh, this entity Hey, remember, you still, you still got Randy on, Tom. Oh, no, no, I know. I'm, I'm going to go back to him. But Aaron, really quickly. Where we, what do we do about this money being taken? Well, Tom, I think you're on the right track right away with uh, calling a probate attorney and figuring out what liability the estate could have of the gentleman who passed away. Now, there's a second prong to that, and I think you need to find a good business litigation attorney here because that act, that Construction Trust Fund Act, there's a few penalties built into that act. Um, there's trouble damages. There's attorney fees, and there's personal liability. And generally, the personal liability extends to the people who are touching the money. So if this guy cut and ran, his new company almost doesn't matter. He's on the hook for it individually. And his estate, his estate would be then by, by that. His estate would be. passed away. I would think right. so. And that's what I, right. the probate attorney, I think, is a great idea to talk to as well. All so right. There's Thank you very much. Things. I appreciate that, Aaron. Hang on for other questions. Now, Randy Corcoran, listen, man, I... He says he dropped off the paperwork and then a year went by. Randy, I'm just going, you just heard him. What do you, what do you say to that, sir? I mean, well, I think he's, I think he's a little out of sync in his timeline. He, he came, he called in a, in a February, um, not this year, but the year before he came in and dropped off documents and in a $500 check. Then we had an office conference a couple of weeks after that. Then he called and said that he wanted uh, that he was going to resolve this himself, and could he come in and get his stuff? And then a couple weeks after that, in April, he came back in and we talked, and he actually gave another $500 payment. Was supposed to get some information, um, continuing to try and work this out with his neighbor. Did not want to incur the cost of an adverse possession lawsuit, and uh, so definitely some time went by after. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That. But when we heard from him um, in June of this year, 
and we talked to him about stuff. He said that uh, he had a new neighbor, and he was going to get this worked out and get a curb put in, that he was going to put together a letter for my review. Um, and, All right. And then I so so I guess, again, Randy, what were you supposed to, to do for him? When you, op- when you looked over the documents, did you have any specific instructions? Yes. Well, we talked about his options and information I needed to get from him and things he was going to try to do on his own. All right. Now, listen, Jim, I know you're not going to be satisfied with what Randy said, but, you know, I mean, he has it all written down there. You're going to have to take him to a fee dispute committee if you disagree with the Bar Association. More coming up. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. Welcome to the show, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. What's going on in your life and how can we help you? That's what we are doing here each and every day. All you have to do is call with everyday problems, things that rip you off, things that make you tick, things that tick you off. So 303-713-TALK. I do have Blake Harris with us, attorney at law. I wanted to ask something about because it's very important. But first, I want to tell you about uh, Renew Home Innovations. Renew Home Innovations has a wonderful offer going on. Renew Home Innovations does beautiful bathrooms. They do showers and baths. But what they do is they take that bath area and turn it into a beautiful walk-in shower. They can do a shower-tub combination. But when you think bathroom, think Renew. Okay, renewhomeinnovation.com. That's all I have to say. And and I'm serious. They are wonderful. And they have a a great... um, uh, great uh, deals going on right now 25% off they have great payments uh, plans they have senior citizen veteran discounts 303-904-2000 904-2000 okay so um, let's talk um, we have uh, Blake Harris attorney at law and he does estate planning and also uh, all kinds of elder law and things getting ready for um, you know uh, protecting yourself your assets through trust wills probate uh, or avoiding probate. I want to ask him a simple question. Blake Harris, let's say a number of people paid nine, 10 grand down to a guy who had an LLC and he dies. Now I know in Colorado, there's a contractor's trust act, which says if he doesn't keep account of this, he's going to be personally liable if he, if he squanders this money. Uh, but then he's dead. So if you wanted to find out where your money is and you paid like Paul did, nine grand along with you know tons of other homeowners what do you do blake so my first question is were there other owners of the business that's what we don't know we're not sure of when we go to the secretary of state we don't see anyone else listed we see a registered agent which is a downtown 17th street attorney but we don't see any other owners that are apparent Now, Paul claims the widow says there was another owner, but that other guy now has another company, and he says he wasn't an owner. So what do you do if you're not sure? Okay, so, well, for one, the business is now part of the deceased owner's estate. So you could open up probate, step in as the personal representative of the estate of the individual who passed away as a creditor. You have to wait 45 days after they pass away, 
then after 45 days, you can step in as a creditor. Or if another family member has already opened probate, you can just file into the case as a creditor of the of and then make them put the onus on them to redirect you. For example, they would then say, "Your Honor, we're not we're not responsible. Um, the other owner is." And then they would have to provide. That would force their hand, right, Paul? I mean, right, uh, Blake? Well, yes. Once they file in as a personal representative of the estate, they get the letters testamentary or the letters of administration, which is basically an afterlife power of attorney. And then they can go to the bank where the assets were held, or they can go to any of the individual's assets, their real estate, sell that real estate, and use that to pay their debt. But I doubt, I doubt, Blake, they're going to, I doubt that it's going to go unfiled for 45 days. I I think he's going to have to join an already existing probate, but I'm not sure. So, Paul. well, if the, the registered agent is the 17th Street attorney, which I am as well, but I'm not the registered agent for this company, they may have also created a revocable trust and be able to avoid probate. So um, there may be an already open probate. There may not be. Paul, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Tom. Are you willing to research? How does he research to see if probate's opened on this guy? Contact the county where he, where, where the guy who passed away lived at the time that he passed away. Okay. Do you know where he lived, Paul? I do. I, I got his address, and that's in Douglas County. So Now go to, then what does he do? He goes to Douglas County, then what, Blake? Douglas, Douglas County, every, every, Denver's the only county with a separate probate court, so every other county outside of Denver has their uh, probate court as part of the civil court. So just contact the Douglas County court system there. Tell them that you want to look up to see whether a case has a probate has been opened under the name of the decedent. And they will be able to direct you from there. Paul, okay. you better do that. Now, listen, let's take this one step at a time, Paul. And what you're going to do is you're going to force the estate to figure out where the money is. Okay. And it's a lot of money. Do you know the other homeowners involved, Paul? I don't. I don't know them, Tom. But I have a list of about five of them so far. That uh, can you get that list to us? Sure. We'll help. Okay. Okay. So first thing you're going to do is call Douglas, and I hope you can call us before the end of the show and let us know. Get a probate number, a case number if they have one, and then. We'll ask Blake what he does after that. So, Blake, there is, let's say there's a probate. Case number 1234, what does he do then? Okay, so, and act fast on, on this. I mean, t- today is plenty fast, but if you don't act fast enough, you need to know that after several months, creditors will be forever barred. So there's a limited period of time that you have to file into this probate into this probate case. Once you do that, once you file in as, as a creditor um, in the court of accepts you, then you can pretty much sit, sit back. The court won't discharge the personal representative of the estate until all debts have been settled. Okay, Paul, um, when did he die? He died on August, I believe, August 17th. Now, so you that means... You, you have a minimum of four months. 
because if the next day the personal representative was appointed and filed the notice to creditors in the newspaper the next next day on August 18th, you have four months, September, October, November. But so you, so you still have now, hold on. If, if probate – if probate is not filed in 45 days from the date of death, then you can open it up as a creditor, Paul. Okay. okay. So 45 days, when would that be? 45 days. So August, September, let's see, August, September, probably. You passed 45 days. Okay, so, so if there is no probate, Blake, he's wide open to do it. Correct, correct. And then if you can step in, you can you can control control the estate, and then uh, you can also you also do assume all the responsibilities and duties and liabilities that come with being a personal representative. And if you're not comfortable with that, I would consider contacting a law firm to help so that you don't make any mistakes, or uh, you can appoint somebody in your position. So either you can be personal representative, or you can appoint somebody on your behalf to be personal representative. Now, if he appointed you uh, as a law firm, could you take your fees out of the estate? So in some cases, we will we will do that. Um, we need to be confident that there's real estate or that there's a bank account or that there's liquid assets out there. If there's not, then we'd charge a nominal fee to get the case started. And then we would discover whether or not the balance of payment can come out of the come out of the estate. So uh, in, in some cases, yes, we can do it on a contingency fee type. I of understand. You got to make sure there's money there. Bottom line. So Blake Harris, another quick question: What if he did planning, and everything went uh, avoided probate through trust and stuff? Then, then in essence, the estate is doesn't have anything, right? The estate doesn't have anything, but even with a revocable trust, when an individual passes away, their creditors still have to have to get paid. But oh. the difference is that instead of filing into an existing probate case or going through probate, you would need to contact the trustee and potentially sue the trustee personally. But here's what I want to know. If they did not file probate because they had a plan that avoided probate, can you file probate at the 46th day? Yes, 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 absolutely. Okay, that's good to know. So Blake Harris, I suggest you call him, uh, Paul, uh, just for instructions, but first go to Douglas County, find the name of the guy, ask him if a probate's been filed. There might be variations of spellings or different names as far as how he was actually named, but figure that out. And then 833-ASK-BLAKE for Blake Harris, attorney at law, 833-ASK-BLAKE. We have more coming up with Aaron Israels and Investment Fraud Plus. All of your calls right after this. Don't automatically renew insurance ever. You could be paying way too much. Get free comparisons on all your policies. No obligation insurance checkup. Call Compass Insurance, 303-771-HELP. Frank Duran will show you how to time, position, and bracket your contract. This protects your best interest and helps you net more money on the sale of your home. Frank Duran with Remax Alliance at frankduranhomes.com. Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. 303-713-TALK. 303-713-8255. All right, so um, this, is, this is weird. This is weird. Um, Mark cannot get paid from GoFundMe. 
I don't even understand why. I don't understand why. Because it's not GoFundMe, I'm told. We looked into this. Now, explain the situation again, Mark. Let's see if we can make uh, sense of this. You opened up this fund. You opened up this fund. Why did you open it up to begin with, Mark? Something with a barn. A friend. Yeah, a friend of mine's barn burned down with all his hay in it. Two years worth of hay for his cattle. Okay. And, so, and then uh, you opened up. But it. when you opened this up, you said it was GoFundMe, but it wasn't. You thought it was. Right. How exactly. did you find the link to open this account? On Facebook. And when you – is it fa- – does Facebook have a version of this? Yeah, um, you know, I, it's Facebook. I'm, when I um, when I contact them, the link goes to Facebook, and then somebody because it's a chat, and Facebook has sent me an email back. And it's, do you have a login? Can you log into this account? Like when you first established it, you had to log on and give the description. You know, hello, my neighbor's barn burnt down. I'm trying to help him. Blah blah blah. Did you log in? Right. Did yeah, you log in? It's okay. Through, it's through Facebook. I, I'm just using my Facebook account. Okay, but where do you go once you're in Facebook? It just says. Um, let me see if I can bring up the uh, the link here real quick, and I can read it to you. But it it just says fundraiser. I think is all it says. Let me look here real quick. Does anyone know Daphne? Do you know anything about what he's talking about? Yeah, at all? I Any. tried to nega- navigate it, but he would only send me screenshots, and there was nothing. That, I I think it's a scam. You know I think the whole thing I, ended up being a scam. Well, hold on though. I forward. Go ahead. I forwarded an email from the Facebook that had a Facebook um, the URL on it. That's the only thing that's got a URL on it. And uh, well, what is the actual URL? Hold on. What is the actual URL to the uh, the fun page? Like, like when you log on, when you log on to your Facebook, did did you when you started it? You wrote the description on all of that, right? Can you get to that page where you manage this account? That's where I'm at right now. It says Can you now hold on. Do me a favor. Hold on. You're on the page right now where you manage this account, is that right? Correct. Okay. If you go up to the go up to the bar where the address is, can you just highlight it, copy it and text it to us? Yeah, uh, well, uh, no, because um, okay. Can you read it to us? Can you read us? Can you read us what it is? There's a yeah. There's a page there, and it says uh, it's got my Facebook. uh, It's got my Facebook page on it. You know the uh, my picture on my Facebook, and it says Chapel Talamante fundraiser. For Shane White Public, you donated 200 face uh, fundraiser, and then there were several others. You and nine others donated. $620 raised. Okay. And um, <laughs> What is it called? What is it called, this fundraiser? What is it called? I am so confused. What is it? I am Go too. Ahead. It just says. What, what is it I called? Did, all it has is a, it's, it's a, it's Facebook. And they pay no. out. 
they pay it's done through Facebook and they pay out through Stripe. Stripe and Stripe. Yeah, I, get, I think it's the same Stripe that you know, like you if you if you put it on your phone, you run your credit card. But they just send me another one. It says your fundraiser cannot be paid out and complete and. The last time I talked to you, why I does even, it wait? Why does it say? Why does it say it can't be paid out? Um, okay, so then to go on there, you gotta send them a a uh, a link. I mean, a uh, it says you had an issue with a fundraiser case closed, and then it gives me the case number. And what you can do, and then one previous red message, and it gives you the Facebook page, Saturday, October 24, 2020, at 11th. Okay. Hi, Shane. Thanks for writing back. Understand the importance of receiving the donations as soon as possible. I checked the payout status of the fundraiser with your payment processor, Stripe. Our records show that your payment couldn't be processed or deposited to TBK Bank. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. SSB account ending 7879. Why? 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 Okay. It couldn't be. Why then? It says it couldn't be. Why they isn't never, it? They, they never tell me why. I keep going through this. It's a big okay. circle. Okay. Mark. Around and around Mark. And around. Mark. Do you have. Here's a quick question. Do you actually have a Stripe account? I don't think so. Okay. Could that be the reason, for God's sakes? I mean, yeah, well, you I don't go, even have. I, I go in there to manage the account, and it says, and so I updated. I went to the bank, and I said, they're telling me they can't deposit the money because it's a savings account. So they opened me a new checking account with $0 in it, so I can, I don't want them, you know, I don't trust that they're not going to soak me on this, and um and so, but I don't know. It seems, it, unless they're just using a Facebook moniker. But I, you know, I go through but Facebook, and I mean, they may just be keeping me on the line trying to get more into my account. And Tom, I went but to it, Facebook uh, fundraisers and I typed in uh, his fundraiser, his name. I tried the. Uh, Chapo, I tried all the different things, never showed up. So this is where I think that it was a scam, that and they they're not getting anything from him because his account doesn't have any money in it. Well, I I don't think it's a scam. I think he's confused. That's what I think. Well, and I'm looking at all well, that he sent me, and there is not a URL. They're just sh- shots, sh- screenshots. And there was, there was Does anyone know? Hold on, on, hold on. I, I'm really getting to a point here where uh, it's just driving me nuts. Does anyone, does anyone have any idea what's going on when it comes to fundraising with 
um, this. I mean, we must have been a, I, I can't, somebody must have run across fundraising with Facebook. Mark, you're curiously silent. You usually chime in. Chime in. What the hell's going on? He got screwed, just like Daphne's oh, saying. Okay, so he got screwed. That's the answer. Who, how, I don't think so. How do we? I don't think how so. do we call? Who do we call? He can't even send us a link to look at. Come on. Hey Tom, take Dean on three. Does Dean have a comment on it? He Dean, does. go ahead. What is your comment, Dean? Have you ever done Facebook fundraising? Go oh, ahead, yeah. sir. If if you set out to raise two thousand dollars and that's what you're you put down on the page, but you've only raised six hundred, they don't pay out. Uh, that's that's my understanding. What do you wait, wait, wait? What are you talking about? That um, GoFundMe page. When you, you sign up, when, they ask yes. you for so they ask you for an amount that you're trying to raise. If that amount has not been reached, then they don't pay out. Oh wait a minute! How much did you say? Okay, let's just see if that's the problem. How much did you say you were trying to raise, Mark? 10,000. Do you think that's truly, hold on. I'm on the page. I did find the page. They have an official fundraiser page. So I don't think it's a scam. He went on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash fundraiser. It, it, it absolutely is. It says pick, select, select the categories. I'm going to select a nonprofit. All you have to do, you can search for it. Um, raise money so you can do Search all of it. it. So what's the name of your fundraiser, sir? What's the name of it? Chapo, C-H-A-P-O, Palamonte, T-A-L-L. I have Chapo. Uh, I found Chapo, and then it, then the last one is Talamonte with a T? Yes. Talamonte, T-A-L? Okay, it's not coming up. It says, search all fundraisers. I put the first word CHAPO in, C-H-A-P-O, and I get Paul, Ch- I, that's, I, listen, uh, if there's a CHAPO, uh, it's not yours. There's no CHAPOs here that you talked about. I did so, that and add, you know, sh- even just Shane White, because it was a fundraiser for Shane White. That's what I did. That's why, where I'm concerned that it's a scam because it's okay. not showing. Uh, we are on the real fundraiser site, man, <clears throat> and you don't have one here. <clears throat> you don't have one here. So I don't know what you're doing. It's not here. It's just not here. Um, go to You do it yourself. Go to Facebook fundraiser. Okay, we got to take this break. More coming right up. There's a reason Frank Duran sells more homes in a month than most realtors sell all year. He's a master certified negotiation expert with over 26 years experience. Simply put, he'll sell your property for more money. Frank Duran with Remax Alliance at frankduranhomes.com. Don't pay more than you have to. Free insurance comparisons. Call Compass Insurance. 303-771-HELP. Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. Daphne sent me or forwarded me uh, a screenshot of this of this um, thing that uh, he sent. Okay, so now I have it. This, and uh, now I'm I can forward this on to my Facebook angel. Although the link you gave me isn't working, so I don't know what you... The link you sent me isn't working. It's not Facebook. We just searched it. 
No, it's Facebook. Donate.com. Uh, Daphne, you're showing me the Facebook. Um, okay, I found it. I found it. And it is Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash donate slash case number. It is absolutely, we can see it now. Mark, did you get the uh, link? It's Facebook. It's a Facebook link. However, here's what it looks like to me. It looks like, it, yep, it looks like it. Yep, yep, yep. My friend Chapo lost 2,000 bales of hay, blah, blah, blah. So now this should be easy. Why can't it be cashed in? I mean, is how do you, if who manages this page? Because all it is is a Facebook page. Did you see it, Mark? Yeah, you, yeah you, I've seen it. Yeah, I am yeah. seeing it. And, uh... Okay, so hold on. You created the page. Then it should be under the page you manage. If you go to your Facebook page, do you know how to go to the pages you manage, sir? Yeah, um, yeah, I can go. I can go right to the uh, the um, Chapo. I can go right to the page where where it shows Chapo Talamante. It says payment details. I, I get it, man. Details. And the way, but it, it's listed in your profile as one of the pages you manage, right? In my profile? Yeah, um, never mind. So okay. It was on my page. Okay, it that's it. Okay. Hey, hey, the good news is this okay. looks legit. This is yeah, legit. Yeah, it is. It's legit. This is good news. Thank you. We finally can see, and we don't think you're a nut anymore. I want to talk to <laughs> Jessica. She has a comment. Go ahead, Jessica. What's your comment? So I've actually run and donated to both GoFundMe and Facebook fundraisers. And so okay. I, it, it's it's pretty easy to do. I mean, you'll they'll tell you how the charge is going to appear on your... But how do you get your money back? Do you know that part? Do you know that part? How do you get um, your money back? I've never filed a refund, but I know GoFundMe, they have customer support. Um, like if it's a fraudulent fundraiser, yeah. they're going to go ahead and shut it down and automatically refund you. GoFundMe has actual customer support. And then Facebook, you would actually have to file it either through Facebook, which is almost impossible because you can't reach anybody. So my best suggestion would be file a chargeback with the bank because Facebook is almost impossible to get a hold of for absolutely anything. I know they are. I know. It's terrible. And so well, how, my gal I mean, will answer yeah, but me. You can still have customer service. Google has customer service. Google's the biggest giant internet company in the world. They have customer service. I can't believe the level of customer service you get from Google. They drill down to representatives for almost any every element of Google to help you. Go ahead. What were you saying, Daph? Um, so I have two contacts, and one of them is uh, Facebook security. So I'm going to send it directly to her. Um, and I also Googled there is reporting uh a Facebook fundraiser and they have a place where you can click on a form to fill out. So he might want to do that. Anyway. All right. 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Let's keep going. All right. So um, who is waiting the longest here? Somebody's been, oh, Ray, Ray. And uh, we also have Aaron Israels with Israels and Newman we'll get to. I have a couple of comments for him or, or questions. But, Ray, you next. Go ahead, Ray. Yes, sir. Um, we've got a, had a real serious problem over here in Colorado Springs. Uh, my grandson got real sick. And uh, I'll tell you right away, he's on drugs. 
But anyway, uh, he started vomiting blood and coming out of his nose and stuff. We took him to the hospital. What kind there. of drugs is he on, sir? Okay. What kind of drugs? Probably heroin. I'm not exactly sure. Whoa. But anyway, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. We took, we took him to the hospital, and uh, they kept him in the emergency room, you know, pretty much all night, and then they put him in the room. My son went over there and seen that, you know, they were just in a room, no IV, nothing. And he asked the doctor if they were doing anything for him. You know, when I see him at the emergency room, I asked if they were giving him blood. And they, they said no. For what? And then because he's vomiting all kinds of blood. And um, the doctor told my son, told my grandson, you know, you're going to die anyway. And they put him in a room. God. When my son went over there, they told him, Gosh. he's going to die. Yeah. So my son called me, you know, hysterical. So yeah, I tell him, get him the hell out of there. We took him to another hospital. And I said, I told him, you know, if they can't do nothing with him there, we'll take him to Denver. And uh, he told them at the other hospital what I had said. And they said, yes, take him to Denver. He's up there now. This happened like Thursday night. Uh, yes, sir. He had a coil in his lung of, on an artery from his heart to his lung. It a came what? undone and it damaged a his coil? lung. A coil? And they cut it. Yes. What was this coil in there for? Because his, his, uh, his artery had ruptured a couple years back. Okay, it a stint, yeah. Okay. It damaged his lung, and that's why he was vomiting blood and coming out of his nose and everything. Uh, yesterday, they repair, repaired the coil. He was bleeding internally and still blood coming up. Uh, so what's going on? What do you need from head. us? What What do you need from us, man? What's happening? What can we do? What, what's happening is that you go in the hospital, they don't just throw you in a room and tell you you're going to die. And if we'd have left him there, he would have died because he's bleeding internally. And you know, coming out of his nose and his mouth and everything else. You know, uh, they take a note. I don't know if it's like politicians, you know, that don't mean, mean nothing, but it don't matter what the person is. They have to try and save their life. That's what I'm saying. Obviously. No, I, I get it. I get it. I'd never heard of anyone saying that. Don't worry well, about it. You're going to die anyway. No, seriously. So what can we yeah. do? To, do you, were you just really just wanting to let people know that they were terrible? Or do you want us to do something? You want us to contact someone? Well, you know, I was going to contact the hospital. but uh, You my, should. My niece, you should. My niece is a, a nurse practitioner. And she told me that I should get a, an attorney because they're not supposed to do that. They're, but Ray, you Ray, know. Ray, hold just, just, just hold on, okay? Just hold on with that. I don't want you to waste your time. Hold on, we'll come back to you. And Aaron Israels, we got some questions for you after this. Time for a little troubleshooter trivia. Who does Mark Major and Tom Martino use anytime they buy property in Colorado? Who sells more homes in a month than most realtors sell in a year? And who's a certified negotiation expert with over 26 years experience? You know the answer. Frank Duran with Remax Alliance at frankduranhomes.com. Don't ever trust a cowboy with clean boots, a plumber with clean hands, or insurance with no comparisons. Free insurance checkups. Call Compass Insurance. Home and Auto, 303-771-HELP. All right, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Listen, um, uh, Aaron Israels is on, and I had to ask, Aaron, um, somebody wants to know, if they come to you as a group, is that better or do you care? Um, this guy says that they were all taken by the same scammer, but he doesn't hold a license. Does that matter? Well, uh, two questions. Generally, when um, people come in as a group, I like that. 
The reason being is it's more people to tell the story. And the more time as anybody, whether it be a jury or an arbitration panel, hears something, the more likely uh, they are to believe the story. Um, when they do not have a license, yes, that can become an issue for sure. Um, and one of the main things is it can, um, it can affect what forum you're in, whether you're in court or whether you're in arbitration. And also how you go about trying to locate assets to recover your money through. Okay. So bottom line is a licensed individuals are better to deal with, even if they're bad. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, when it comes down to, you know, they should, a private real estate deal, for example, with just an individual is different than a real estate thing with a broker. Right. Our luck in recovering money for individuals and our clients is a lot better when we're dealing with somebody who has a license. Okay, that's good to know. But that doesn't mean you can't go after fraudsters, right? You can go after unlicensed fraudsters, right? You absolutely can, Tom. A lot of the same laws still apply because these unlicensed fraudsters, even though they don't have a license, they still can commit securities fraud in the state of Colorado, and you can sue these guys the same way you could sue anyone else um, in many ways. You know, the primary difference that you're going to see is you're going to wind up suing them in court. And a lot of my cases wind up in arbitration. Anyway, Aaron Israels, you need to get a hold of him is 720-599-3505 when he's not here. Look at look for Israels and Newman on the referral list at referralist.com. Okay, so uh, Margaret, what's going on with you and your carport, Margaret? Hi, Tom. Hi. So I have a metal carport. Um, over my driveway, I've had it for nine years now, yeah. and I got a notice on the 6th of October that I needed to take it down. Who told not you that? My, um, the city. Wow, and, and it's been now, there. How long has it been there? Nine years. Are you in a subdivision? Um, what do you mean by subdivision? Like, do you belong to a community that have a... HOA and covenants. Okay. HOA, there's nothing. Okay. And what did the city say was wrong with it? They said that um, I have a 25 foot setback on my house. Um, Why? Okay. Why? Why all of a sudden are they worrying? So does this carport encroach on the setback? Um, Yes, it does. Because I got a site plan. And my site plan says that my house is 22 feet off the street. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, they're not, okay, not your house, but your carport, right? Obviously. My car. My carport is two feet away from the sidewalk towards my house. All right, hold on. Now, I also, hold on, uh, Ray, for the uh, malpractice thing. I'm not forgetting about you. I just didn't want to get back to you when I didn't have enough time. And, Margaret, I'll get to you as well. So those calls plus Kobe and, uh, and Jesse, hang on, please. 
This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. And I do appreciate you being around. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you please Take complaints. Try to make your life just a little bit better. Now, Tom, are you back yet? I had no, they're listening to music or something. I don't know what's I, going I, on. They're listening. I'll tell you what. They're listening to the Beatles, if you can believe that. I mean, really, honest to God, if you're going to listen to something in the 60s, you want to listen to the monkeys. That's just a. Uh, that's just the way it goes. 303 Martino's a number. Let's jump right back into the phones. Let's go to. Let's go back to Margaret. Margaret, did you say... That this garage was actually 25 I'm feet on. away. Okay. Hold on okay, a sec. Tom. One sec. What? No, that no, was Mark, a concert. You, you were, you were, I'm sorry. I was playing this crap. And anyway, um, what I didn't realize, Mark, is, is she's talking about a carport, but this, Dan brought up something. Who put what? up the carport, Margaret? Nine what? years ago. Who put it up? Yeah, Who put, put up the. Up nine years ago. Did you get a permit nine years ago? Prior to going, or prior to me getting a carport, I went down to the city planning board and asked them if I needed a permit, and they said, and I have the man's name, and he said, no, as long as it's five feet away from your neighbor's property, you're good. Never said anything else about a setback, nothing. When, when did the setback come into effect? Because that might be grandfathered. When did the setback come into effect? I, I don't know how to find that out. But, Tom, what I do want to tell you is my carport got a complaint, and that's why they came and gave me a paper. But it wasn't only me. It's two other gentlemen on my street, and they each got a notice, and they were told the reason they got a notice to take their carports down was because I got a complaint, and they couldn't just single me out. But yet, okay, Tom, but, in my okay, neighborhood, I have Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I know you got a complaint, but here's the point. You're going to have a problem if it truly is encroaching on a setback. You're going to have a problem. The You can't, unless the setback was recent and that was grandfathered, but you don't have any permits to prove it was grandfathered. So who complained about the carport? I don't know. They won't, well, they won't tell me who it was, um, but... We have 27 other carports in a four-block radius of my house. And but are the car? Set. Hold on. But do the carports encroach? Are they saying that your carport has to be set back 25 feet from the street or from where? From the street. City. Okay. Yes. Every not your house. Block. Hold on, Margaret. They're not saying okay. your house has to be set back 25 feet. They're saying the carport has to be set back. Okay, what it says is... Margaret, I'm, okay, read it to me. Okay, accessory structure in the property's 25-foot front yard setback area. Accessory structures are not permitted within this 25-front yard okay. setback, regardless gotcha. of size or height. I get it. Okay. They're saying they want everyone to have a front yard of 25 feet and you're not allowed to have any accessory there. Okay. So it's, it's plain, it's black and white. Now, are you telling me that if you go around the neighborhood, there are plenty of them that are within 25 feet? There's 
27 of them, and every one of them is closest to, closer to the sidewalk than mine. And what's the, hold on, what's the name of the uh, the t- city that's doing this to you? It is, um, it's Colorado Springs, city of Colorado Springs. You know what? I think, I think we should call for you and say, why is it? That you're only sending. Well, how do we know the others didn't get notices? By the way, how do we know? I went around. I went around and I asked every one of these carport owners if they received a letter. Not one of them, but just three of us on my street. Well, three. Hold on, three of you. So that's they're not singling you out. Are the other two near you? Yes, one four houses up, and the other one six houses down from me. I wonder what's going on. What do they and say the they're going to do? What do they say they're going to do if you don't take it down? Um, let's see. It says um, you are ordered to relocate the accessory structure by the deadline. Um, the property must be brought into compliance. Or. But it doesn't say or, what going to do. Okay, Listen. Does it have a number on there if you have any questions about this? For general questions. No, does it say, usually letters are signed by someone and with a phone number if you have any questions. There, There's no such uh, thing on that notice? How many feet do I you got to actually move it? Um, you know, I don't know. And all well, I, I mean, if it's one or two feet, you could probably ask for a variance and you might get it. But if it's 22 feet, for example, they're not good. They're going to make you move it. Right. Well, what's right. the answer, though? So, see, I, I don't, don't know yeah. if I have to just move it. The Because I'm already two feet away from the sidewalk. So oh, my I God. Have to bring it in. Yeah. And the other carports that I went and looked at, they're right there at the corner of the sidewalk. And, you know, I've put, I've put gutters on mine so it doesn't drip on the sidewalk. I've done everything. And, um, and there is a number, and it says he can be reached at this number. So. Okay. All right. Hold on. Um, okay. I want someone to I'm call. Just at Who's a loss call? Because, I, um, I don't mind. We need, here, you deserve an explanation. We need to call and ask a very simple question. Really, the simple question, the simple question is, why her and these other two, if there's 27 of them? They may say, you can't do it all at once. We're going to get to all of them eventually. Deputy Doc, call them. We're going to call. Do you have any follow-ups from your previous calls? Okay. All right. Listen, hold on. Let's get Deputy Doc to call. Now, I did not forget about Ray. Now, Deputy Doc said... This could be malpractice if, if certain things fell into line. That's why I need right now, Ray, without stories, I need answers. Your son was bleeding. Is that right, Ray? Your grandson was bleeding, right, Ray? Yes. Okay. Where was he bleeding from? His nose and his mouth. Okay. coming from his uh, lungs. I get you. Well, when he went to the emergency room, you're telling me that they sent him home and said, you're going to die anyway. Is that right? No. They put him in another room. And then what? Treatment. No treatment, no nothing. For how long? uh, They say he's going to die anyway, you know. 
Okay, but hold on. Ray, Ray, they did not yep. look at him. They did not do anything. They just said, go in the other room. You're going to die anyway. They checked him out, I guess. You know, um, I'm going to get a power of attorney. But he Ray, Ray, please just, die. Ray, please. please just, Ray, just please humor me here. Let's see if you have a case. Now, he went into another room. How long did he stay total from the time he entered the ER till the time he left? Uh, probably about uh, probably 24 hours or less. So I, he was exactly in sure. a room. Hold on. He was in a room at the hospital for 24 hours inside the hospital. Yes. And during that 24 hours, did they treat him? No. What did they do while he was there? I'm not exactly sure. That's why did they I'm take the power of attorney to get the record. I, Ray, I get it. I get it. You don't need a power of attorney. You just need permission. But, Ray, when you when, – uh, when then why was he discharged? What happened when he, he was discharged? discharged? I told my son to get him out of there. We were oh, okay. Die there and we took him to another hospital. Okay. But him who told him, Ray, Ray, please don't go ahead in the story. Please, not now. When he left that hospital, you took him out of there. Who told him, we're not going to help you or you're going to die anyway? Who said that? Doctor. The doctor told him and told my son, you can't do nothing for him. He's going to die anyway. Okay. Did this doctor know that your son was abusing drugs? Apparently he did, but that's now, no, that's no uh, excuse. Ray, 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 yes. I didn't say it was. I asked a question. I get it. Yes. You're pissed off. Now, what happened after they left? What did they do? They came home and I told them, take him to this other hospital. If not, if they can't do nothing there, we'll take him to Denver. He took him over there, and, and they, they agreed that he should go to Denver. He's in Denver now. And then what happened when so, he got to Denver? They got in there. They found that he had a coil. He had had a coil put in his artery from his heart to his uh, lung. Right. That's uh, right. The coil dislodged and was cutting his lung and damaged it. They fixed the coil yesterday. Today, they're putting a monitor in his heart to check the pressure, check everything. Later on this week, they're going to go in and remove part of his lung. He was bleeding internally and now, sitting there with blood how, Okay, so, so now, here's something. Ray, this could be yes. malpractice if their delay caused this. I don't understand why they didn't test him. Didn't they do, in Denver, they did some imaging, right? I imagine so. Okay, here's well, what I, I want to know, Denver. though. My son took him. But here's the thing. You're the one that took them out of there. What if they say they didn't give us a chance to help him, they took him out before we could help him? They told him they were going to do nothing for him. They just had him they in the actually, for, uh, They actually said that. Yes. They said, they said we're not going to do anything anyway. for you. You're going to die anyway. And who who heard this? They told the, my grandson that, and they told my son also. The doctor told my son also. He actually said, we're not going to help him because he's going to die anyway? We can't do nothing for him. He's going to die anyway. 
Okay, I see. So, so you have two witnesses. You have the victim, and you have your other grandson. My other, my All right, son. we have uh, to take a break. Hold okay. on, hold on. We have to take a break. I use a compass to find my way and compass insurance to wade through the home and auto insurance maze. All policies compared and checked. I know I'm getting the best rates for my coverage. You can too. 303-771-HELP. Free, no obligation insurance checkup. 303-771-HELP. Five-star professional customer service award winner, nine years in a row. One of the top real estate teams in the country. Go with experience, expertise, and proven credibility. Frank Duran with Remax Alliance at frankduranhomes.com. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. Here to help you solve problems, answer questions, take complaints. Remember um, that uh, we have all kinds of people ready to help you, like Compass Insurance Group, free insurance checkups. I saved personally $4,500 this year. You can save as much or more or less, depending on, you know, all I know is 85% of the time when you call them, they they can save you money 85% of the time. And if not, there's no loss, right? So it's um, 303-996-9000 for a free insurance checkup, 303-996-9000. All right, uh, let's keep going here. Now, let's um, talk about this thing. Ray, what you have to discern, what you have to find out, okay, this is the only thing you need to find out. We can't get a hold of our, our, our malpractice attorney. We tried to find him. But you have to decide from a doctor. A doctor has to say that from the time he was admitted to that other emergency room, their lack of care caused additional damage. Not the same damage. Remember, when he was walking in there, bleeding he already had that stint was dislodging causing this rupture what you need to determine is that small period of time between the time he went in to the time he got to denver did their 12 or 24 hour delay cause more damage not the same damage but more damage, okay? That's what you have to get a doctor to assess for you. And unless a doctor says, yes, their delay caused additional damage and it is malpractice, you can't go anywhere with your case. But you can still talk to an attorney about it. In fact, you can call our guy, 1-800-ATTORNEY, about that. All right? So that's what you have to determine. This is, you You really have to be, Ray, there's one thing, uh, the reason I keep emphasizing this. Okay, Ray, this is the real reason. Are you listening? Is he there? Listening. Ray? Okay, listen. I'm listening. You, you're pissed off that that doctor said, we're not going to do anything. You're dying. You're going to die anyway. Malpractice is not what a doctor says or how warm or cold or how pissed off he made you. It's damages, okay? So you don't sue because a doctor was an a-hole, okay? Mm-hmm. So you can only sue. He'd probably be dead now. Well, hold on. That's called coulda, shoulda, woulda. He would have been dead. You can't sue on woulda. You can't sue on shoulda. 
you can't sue on woulda, coulda, or shoulda unless a damage occurred. You said he would have been dead, but he's not. So you have to determine what? You have to get a, a doctor to determine if the additional delay caused more damage than what he already had. Do you understand that? That's why malpractice is so difficult, Ray. What were you going to say, Doc? If if he writes a letter to the medical board telling them what this doctor said. Yeah, that's a different issue altogether. Right. Right. They, they will right. sanction him, and he should write a letter to that's the Colorado Medical Board because no doctor... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Should say to somebody what he claims this doctor said. Right. That's unconscionable. So, so Ray, even though it may not be malpractice... What Deputy Doc says is cool. You should complain about it to all the authorities you can find about this, the medical board, the hospital, the patient advocate, all of that. That's what you should do. Now, let's bring up Joseph A. Lazara. He's a criminal defense attorney to listen to Jesse. Joe, I don't know what Jesse's going to say, but we figured it was in your bailiwick since it has to do with uh, a criminal defense. Jesse, we have an attorney listening for your help. Go ahead. Jesse. You know, I wanted to know, okay. I have a question. One of my friends is like being prosecuted because she had to defend herself against some attackers. And, and uh, when they arrested her, she had like a, a knife that she had taken from the attackers and, and now she's in jail. And then this is in District 17, and the judge is making her want to plead guilty to assault to avoid DOC, but without saying that she was defending herself. And uh, we want to know what uh, – there was a lawyer that we talked to. That lawyer said you know, he can't do anything about it because he signs the lawyers – I mean the judge's checks. So what can we do? All right, Jesse, I, I have a lot of questions first. Your friend – your friend was attacked. Tell me the situation. Was she walking down the street? Was she at a bar, at a restaurant? Tell me what happened. I think she was at a party. And who attacked her or him? Is it a her? Yeah, yes. Her, who attacked her? her? Yeah, who attacked the, her? The, the guys right there at the party. How many guys? I think two or three. I haven't got Why did they attack? Out. Why did she say they attacked her? that they were trying to rape her. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, when they were trying to attack her, were other people witnessing this? No. Where, what, was know, it only them at the party, or was it in another room, or when she was I leaving? Think it was in the basement. In the basement after the party was done. Okay, so four guys, three or four guys attacked her, and then what did she do? 
she tried to defend herself because she's also like a street fighter and she managed to take the knife from one of them and like attack them or I don't know if she only attacked one and then uh, somebody the ones that got away probably called the cops okay and, and the one she the, the one she attacked did she stab um not really no uh, she was just I think she kind of cut him that's it not stabbed him okay so when the cops came between the time she stabbed that guy and the cops arrived what was going on? Were the other guys gone at that time? Yeah, the other guys were gone. Huh? Okay, what was happening to the other guy do, while you were waiting for while they were waiting for police? What was the other guy doing? When her mom showed up, because she called her mom, and then the cops and her mom showed up at the same time, and they, the cops wouldn't let her mom. Where was the guy during all this time? Was he laying I there? Did the he basement. run away? What was he doing? I think he was still in the basement with her. When the they were both up. there together doing what? Were they arguing when the p- cops came? What were they doing when the cops came? Uh, she was probably just waiting for the cops at the door, and the guy was right there sitting, you know, trying to cure his wound. Okay, I got it. Now, the police talked to everyone there, or just that your friend... And and the guy, the victim, or whoever he was. Yeah, there he, was no more witnesses besides. Okay, her so it was just the two, Jesse. Just the two of them were there when the cops got there. Right. And so they decided to arrest. The, what's your friend's first name? Monique. Did they arrest? They arrested Monique. Did they arrest the the other guy? No. They didn't arrest the creep. Why? No. Uh, she don't know that, and I wasn't there. All I got is her story. Was the knife in her possession when the cops came? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we got the facts. You want to know now, should she plead guilty? Well, she take the judge's advice that he's her, him and her um, public defense. Did the judge actually is. did the uh, did the judge actually tell her she would be better off pleading guilty? Yes. Hold on, we got more coming right up. Did you know Frank Duran's listings sell for thousands over the market? Frank will share with you what very few agents know, the seven critical nerve points in contract negotiations to protect your best interest and net you top dollar at closing. Frank Duran with REMAX Alliance at frankduranhomes.com. A free no-obligation comparison of all your coverage. The Insurance Checkup, sponsored by Compass Insurance. 303-771-HELP. Hi, Tom Martino. I am your troubleshooter. 303-713-TALK. 303-713-8255. Okay, now. Michelle has his daughter in jail and wants a question for Joe Lazara. Jesse was a question for Joe Lazara pleading guilty. Let's talk to Jesse. We just ended up, uh, or not his, not his daughter, his friend. Jesse had a friend who's now in jail and, uh, Joe, no one ever knows what really happens and why certain people get arrested. But when they showed up, even though the woman claimed she was being attacked by three or four guys, the one guy that remained there with a stab wound was the victim and they arrested her. What do you do in cases like that, Joe, where there's another story to be told? So in a lot of cases like this, it's he said, she said. So the big question is, what did the victim or the defendant in this case, what did she actually tell the police? And if she remained silent about what, you know, that she was allegedly in the process of being raped and she was defending herself, 
Well, you got to ask yourself, why? Why didn't she mention that? If she did mention it and she still got arrested, then it's incumbent upon her attorney, whether it's a public defender or somebody else, to do a thorough investigation, see if they can track down the other individuals or other witnesses, have the fingerprints done on the knife if the police are, officers are not going to do that, um, has to investigate the case a lot further. Now, the judge generally would never tell somebody, hey, you should take this plea. Exactly. That's what I was getting at. I don't understand what he's saying about that. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. So, Jesse. plays no role. Jesse, are you saying the judge is actually telling her she should do it? Um, uh, Michelle is her mom. She's going to tell you, can you take Michelle's call, please? And she'll clarify it more. Wait, Michelle is, oh, Michelle's, oh, oh, Michelle is the one. I'm sorry. I thought they were two separate callers, Jesse. So let's bring up Michelle instead of Jesse now. Michelle's the mom. Hey, Michelle, were you there when the police arrived? No, sir. The the, the whole situation happened when it was at one o'clock in the morning, about midnight or one, the police called me and my daughter called me and they said that they were... Did she claim, did she tell the police, hey, they were trying to attack me? I was just defending myself? Sweet, I'm trying to refrain, tell you what's going on. The whole story that went on is a little bit different from what, what I guess Jesse had been told. But okay, I was, tell me the story then. Go ahead. Now, what happened was at about midnight, my daughter called me and was, she was at uh, a friend a friend's house in her in his apartment. And they were like, he was like, what are you going to do? She goes, I'm going to call my mom. She called me on the phone. I was on the phone with her, and she's like, Mom, um, you need to come get me because this fool don't want to let me leave. And I said, what do you want me to do, Monique? She goes, come and get me. So I went to – I said, I'll be there in a little bit. And I, I stood on the phone with her, and I heard him tell, tell her, you're not going to effing leave. You're not effing leaving nowhere. And I was like, what you doing, Monique? And he said, you're not going to F and leave. And I tried to get there on time. When I got there, the police and everything were there. The fire department and everybody was there. Okay, now, now, hold on, Michelle. So did your mm-hmm. daughter say they tried to rape her? He he was trying to he was trying to get at her. What, that okay. She didn't use and the then, word rape. I'm not. No, I understand. Did she tell the police this? Uh, no, she, she didn't say that because they considered them a couple, supposedly. So why was she arrested? She was arrested because he wouldn't let her out of the house. When I got there, he was not let. I was on the phone and she was like, why was she arrested? They, no, they don't arrest people for being trapped in a house. If he wouldn't let her out of the house, that's not a crime. Why did they arrest her? Okay. Okay. Good. What did she do? What did she do to defend herself? Michelle? She she was trying to beat the shit out of him. Oh, okay. Hold on. We got to nix that. All right. So put her on hold. Um, never would have saw that coming. Yeah. Here's the deal. We have a plethora of uh, SH's uh, words and crap words and all kinds of words, and they get through. But, Michelle, here's the thing. Right now, the issue is this. Should she plead guilty? Of course not if she's not guilty. But, Joe, I mean, you don't know enough about the case to say. 
sometimes is it worth taking a plea deal because she was involved in a fight or or when you know that a woman is being attacked what do you what tact do you take joe well, I mean, obviously, you look into the investigation and the police reports, and then you got to follow up on any leads that the victim or defendant is willing to share with you. But a lot of times, an attorney will tell somebody, if you take this plea, you can avoid prison. If you're convicted, this is the potential sentence, or the mandatory sentence might be a DOC sentence, which is prison. Right. And so the, the attorney may be conveying that to, to the defendant and letting her choose. Okay, I want to ask Michelle. Michelle, are you there? You can't say any bad words, okay? Hey, Michelle. Yes, sir. Okay, so I got to ask you this. Is your daughter in jail right now? Yes. When's her next hearing? November 4th. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So has she ever been in jail before? Yes. How many times? Uh, that I know of a couple times. Okay. Uh, was this other guy ever in jail that she attacked? Yes. Okay. So you need – does she have a public attorney? I mean a public defender? Yes, sir. Is that public defender listening to her when she says she was trying to uh, stick up for herself, or does he not believe her? I'm not sure. I've talked to the public defender myself, and I've – Spoken with an investigator that investigated the, this this uh, crime or whatever it's called. Yeah. And and, and I talked to the, the I she was pretty good on it and she listened to everything and I told her everything that happened what I said when I was on the phone with my daughter. And what did your well? I, what did the attorney think was going to happen or the investigator? What did they think? Did they believe your daughter? The public defender really didn't speak to me very much and didn't my daughter doesn't very much understand very much of it. Uh, so I called a private attorney to try yeah. and get an attorney. Yes. And the attorney that I called said if he takes my daughter's case, he said we'll they'll have to switch it to another uh, district because he signed that judge's checks and he can't he can't um, keep in that same courtroom, same district. Uh, there's a conflict of some kind. Okay, listen. How much it, did that attorney say it would cost you? Hey, I see. I think it was uh, seventy-five hundred. Joe, for something like this, which is a simple assault and an accusation and all that, is that about the price range? It is because it's use of a deadly weapon. I don't know exactly what she was charged with. But with a with a deadly weapon of that sort, yeah, that's pretty common. So listen, Michelle, if you're going to consult with attorney, you hire whoever you want, but at least talk to Joe Lazara off the air, please. This is very serious, and it sounds like no one is listening to your daughter, and I don't know why. I just don't know why. But you need to get some help. And if nothing else, Joe will do a free initial consultation. How are you going to get the money to pay this attorney? I sold a couple of my vehicles. Okay, hold on. I don't want you just throwing money away. So hang on and please call Joe and at least just talk to him. You don't have to hire him, but talk to him. 303-429-6200.
He'll be waiting for your call, okay? For those listening, LazaraLegal.com. We got more coming up. Time for an insurance checkup. Free, no obligation comparison. Call Compass Insurance. Paying too much? Your coverage at dozens of insurance companies. Find out now. 303-771-HELP. Don't trust your biggest investment to just anyone. Frank is a master certified negotiation expert with over 26 years experience. Frank and his team are recognized as one of the top real estate teams in the country. Go with experience, expertise, and proven credibility. Frank Duran with Remax Alliance at frankduranhomes.com. Mobile friendly. Most people look on their phone or their tablet, not on their computer when they're looking at your website. Getfoundfast.com. Call for that free analysis right now. Just go to getfoundfast.com. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Kobe, I don't want you to think that we didn't think this was important. We surely know this is important. No heat. Do you know how many complaints we've gotten about this? It's no heat in an apartment complex because apartment complexes apparently have these stupid, stupid um, policies. Some of them will not turn on the common furnace or boiler until November 1st. Some of them actually wait till the end of November. Others wait till October 1st. What is your situation, Kobe? Is it that they won't turn it on or is it not working? Kobe. Are you? T- yes, Tom. Why is the heat off? Are the is it that they didn't turn it on for the season, or are they just is it just broken? I know I don't know, but every year they do this game that yep. All of a sudden, the heat is turned down. Tom, I got the answer, and I can tell her off air. I spoke to All right, Daphne's been working on this, Kobe, just so you know. Daphne, is it good news or bad news? Um, It's a little bit of both. Okay, we'll follow this this up tomorrow. We'll follow it up tomorrow. Thank you, Daphne, for working on that. Thank you, Mark and Ants, Deputy Doc and Deputy Dan. And remember... We'll be back here tomorrow. Save all your problems for us. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.